Monday. I was up bright and early this morning to take Josh and a couple of his mates to a local sixth form college. Um, he's got to make his decisions next year about which of the local colleges he goes to and because obviously the A-levels are finished, uh, this is the point in the year when, uh, as with the high school, all the feeder schools or in this case the feeder high schools um, send the students out to have a look and start thinking about those decisions. Um, And I dropped them off um, bright and early. They needed to be there for quarter past eight. I dropped them off about eight o'clock. So I'm listening to Radio 4 on the way back. And I listened to an interview uh, with Will Quince and Will Quince was a minister I didn't really know anything about. And he'd been sent along to defend um, the Prime Minister because the uh, the morning headlines were all about the David Pincher affair. This is the Deputy Chief Whip who um, has had to resign uh, for groping uh, a couple of, I don't know if they're MPs, but a couple of men in a in a private club uh, and he he resigned a few days ago and what's starting to become evident is that um, or the questions have been asked about why David Pincher was ever put in a job in the first place um, because obviously he seemed to be deeply um, inappropriate as a choice for uh, a chief whip so I was listening to this play out this morning um, and just thinking to myself we're mired in yet another scandal um and obviously it was a different i mean normally it's grant sharps or normally it's dominic raab or normally it's one of the others who are sent out to straight bat anything that comes along and it's so disingenuous but it was interesting just to hear hear a new voice uh with a new take on this and um whilst it dominated the cycles this morning it didn't really because i was listening to James O'Brien um, a little bit as well through the morning, and that was flitting around. I mean, obviously the sleaze thing is sticking, and I say absolutely the Monday papers were all all about this, but um, it was a bit of a it was a it was a more general flit around of of, of topics really. Um, the only other thing I think of real relevance that happened through the day was at three o'clock, uh, and at three o'clock I uh, I saw a tweet from Yorkshire Tea. And Yorkshire Tea have launched a new advert, a new little video clip. And I'm I'm going to put the link on it in the notes. But all I'm going to say to you is it's astonishing. And there's there's reasons why it's astonishing. And you'll realise why it's astonishing when you when you watch it. But that that nugget at three o'clock, that minute or whatever it is, was was without a shadow of a doubt the you know the highlight of the of the day so to speak um so i'll i encourage you to i mean possibly even now stop and and watch that and come back um but that's it's the reason why brands like that and brands like greg's and um strangely as we'll find through the week b&m um are so good to follow on social media because they just really they so deeply understand what the brand is that they can blow the brand up um, and play on the brand and just do it so fantastically. So watch. There's a couple of moments that are pure genius. Watch that, um, which was good because it was a nice diversion from from what I'd had to listen to through the morning. Um, and then I finished off the day with a, a governor's meeting, um, and it was a it was a full governor's meeting at the high school. And the only reason why it's interesting was that Nadim Sahawi's name came into the conversation. Um, a couple of times with regard to a couple of policies and um, also comments with regard to um, getting kids back into school. Um, and other than that, 
nothing particularly else. Well, I'm I'm still watching the fall. Um, I'm I'm on to series three now of the fall, which I'm really enjoying. In fact, I've got a sneaking suspicion that the fall is something that might dominate the week. <laughs> Out for a run this morning. Uh, it's quite warm, but a good run. And uh, and yeah, steady away back just before. I can't believe I just used that phrase. I did just say steady away, didn't I? I'll, I'll try and do better in the future. Uh, back around eight o'clock and I'm enjoying a chocolate milk, which is the best thing uh, after a run. Um, and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I come across uh, a tweet from uh, Armando Iannucci. And for those of you who don't know, uh, he he's a genius, and he's the guy behind the day today and Alan Partridge. And f- for me, you know, one of the greatest moments uh, in comedy, which is uh, the thick of it, uh, and also um, Veep in the US. He was uh, he was behind that as well. And I and I read this tweet, and it just says a Jeffrey Howe moment happening on Radio Four. Now, for those of us of a certain age, we know what that means. We know that Jeffrey Howe essentially brought down. Uh, or was the the final the final straw that brought down the Thatcher government with the most incredible resignation and then a most incredible resignation speech? So normally, when that happens, then something's going on. So um, I at the point I've, I've I've not read the tweet in real time. So uh, I I jump on BBC Sounds. And I work out from what he said that uh, it's about 8.13, 8.14 in the morning. So I go through and there's a retired civil servant uh, from the Foreign Office, Lord MacDonald, who's giving an interview. And he's decided to break cover and come on Radio 4 because of everything surrounding the David Pincher affair. And what he's really exercised about is the fact that everything around Pincher appears to be what the Prime Minister did or didn't know at the point when he um, put him forward for the Deputy Chief Whip uh, role. Uh, and a bit like Watergate, this is all about this is all about how it unravels. It is all about who knew what when. And all the defence, and I mentioned Will Quince, um, all the defence it was on the fact that the the Prime Minister had no knowledge, had no knowledge of of um, any of Pincher's history at the point where he um, offered him the role. And this retired civil servant has just come on to say that's not true. That's absolutely not true. When he was at the Foreign Office, uh, there was a, a situation with Pincher where Pincher was accused of, of very similar behaviour and um, this this complaint went all the way through. It wasn't, it didn't sort of end up in anything formal and it didn't end up in anything disciplinary but the complaint was proved and upheld uh and he apologized and it was it was a thing and everybody was informed including the prime minister um and in a very quiet way you listen to this and you thought this is this is the real deal. This is actually the real deal because this is that bit of proof that rolls everything back and just just provides the ammunition to say that this government, as we know, is just getting from day to day and they're lying and they're covering up and they're changing the stories and it's happening again. So it's Partygate, it's Owen Patterson, it's all the things over the past few months and it's happening again. 
So I'm sat in my office and I think, right, well, I'll listen to a bit of James O'Brien. So it comes to 10 o'clock and James O'Brien has a caller on and this caller, caller is somebody that currently works in the civil service. And it's the, one of the most powerful calls I've ever heard on a phone in. And this guy basically says, now is the time. Now is the time for people to walk out. Because what is happening now is just too big. And that whatever needs to be done to bring this situation to a head and to and to get rid of this government just needs to happen because th- we are destroying every we are you know literally brick by brick we are dismantling all the processes all the protocols all the precedent that's in place with our political system and it stems from behavior like this and it's an incredible call and i think lbc put it out as a video clip and i um i'll or, or as an audio clip I'll put the link on. Uh, I'd also suggest, and if I can find it, I suggest you go and listen to the little bit of the Radio 4 interview because that's incredible as well. So I've listened to that in the morning and after the, um, I think probably mid-morning, we're having a coffee and Alison said to me, well, it's just another thing, what happens now? And I said, one to two resignations today and he's finished. Uh, and I said that whatever time. In fact, I think I said it before I was watching James O'Brien. So I probably said to, it was probably around about the time I was listening to the to the Radio 4 interview. So about nine o'clock, I, I said one or two interview, um, resignations today and he's done for. He's gone. He's, he's finished. Um, at two minutes past six, Sajid Javid tweets his resignation. I kind of see it in the moment. I don't know why, but I see it in the moment. Um, so I put LBC on because I know it's going to be Andrew Marr. And um, Andrew Marr understands how these things work. And I'm listening to Andrew Marr. And Andrew Marr essentially says, he's done. He's done now. Uh, or is this it? He's, he's, he's wavering a little. He's not quite sure if he can survive one resignation. But he's... He's speculating on the fact that if anything else comes in, he's done. At 18.11, Rishi Sunak resigns. And Mars straight away just goes, that's it, he's finished. By 18.23, Sky, Tom Larkin of Sky, start a spreadsheet of who's backing him and who wants him sacked. Um, and probably the funniest tweet of the day for me was Chris Addison at 18.28, who retweeted Rishi Sunak's resignation with the quote, Get out to help out. Now I don't know what you call. I don't know what you call the 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 what's the I don't know what the collective is for resignations. Um, I mean, there's a flurry of resignations, non cabinet ministers, but a flurry of government resignations. And if you remember, the government's got roughly 160 people that make up the government. They're on the government payroll: PPSs, trade envoys, junior ministers, cabinet ministers, whatever it might be, um, that make up the government payroll and the the resignations are starting to come in from more junior members of um, the government but the resignations are starting to come in and so if i knew what that if i knew what that collective was i'd I'd, I'd tell you what it is i don't know what the collective of resignate of resigning is nine o'clock the sun political correspondent correspondent Jonathan Riley tweets there's a standoff in number 10 Boris is trying to 
do what he can to see if he can get out of this. Um, and he wants to appoint Liz Truss as Chancellor. Um, but Nadim Sahawi, that Nadim Sahawi, is in number 10 saying, you either make me Chancellor or I walk. Uh, and as you'd expect, he wins the day. So by 2141, we're announcing three new cabinet ministers. We announce Nadim Sahawi as the new Chancellor. Steve Barclay, his Chief of Staff, has been moved to health to replace Javid. And Michelle Donlan has been put into education to fill the gap left behind by Zahawi. At this point in time, I give up for the night. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's finished. It's been finished since... It's been finished since 8 o'clock this morning. But it's certainly been finished since those two regulations. Wednesday. There aren't many days when politics appears to happen in real time. Uh, today's one of those days. Yesterday was one of those days. Um, you know, uh, we, there are a few days through um, the issues around Brexit with some of the votes where politics was absolutely going on in real time. And, and of course, it goes on in real time around elections. And what I mean by real time is that it's changing in the moment. Um, and we get up this morning... And we've got, and you know, however many resignations came through last night. I can't remember the exact number, but the, you know, it's in the low teens of resignations, uh, including the two cabinet ministers. Um, and literally, bang at seven o'clock, it starts, and they just keep coming. Now, I said that there's roughly 160 people in the government. Um, by the time we get to the end of the day, 59 of those government employees have resigned. And if you think about your workplace, that is the equivalent of a third of your workplace just handing the notice in. In fact, more than a third, 35%, 36%, whatever it is, handing the notice in in the space of a day. Now, that only happens when something really crucial is happening. You know, imagine the kind of thing that would need to happen in a workplace for a third of people to walk out and to make that de decision there and then. Now, we can argue as much as we like about the fact that this is all, this is all, you know, too little, too late, and that's fine. But the fact is that today, in real time, it happened. It absolutely happened. Um, at 9am this morning, Rachel Venables is interviewing um, the MP Chris Loder. Just as they're getting to the end of that interview, um, music blares out in the background and we get the Bay City Rollers with the um, with Steve Bray. And Steve Bray's the guy in the big hat who's around Westminster, who was the big EU, um, the big Remainer, the, the guy protesting about Brexit and protesting about leaving the EU. This is the guy that had um, his speakers confiscated a couple of weeks ago because he would uh, he would shout and he would protest on a daily basis. And because of the new laws that had come in, he wasn't allowed to do those things. He wasn't allowed to shout and protest. So his speakers were taken away. Uh, he'd got a new speaker this morning, and of course, uh, he wasn't shouting and protesting, he was singing. So we had a wonderful chorus of Bye Bye Boris over the end of the um, interview, which is, which is just, was a piece of comedy gold. Um, but also fed into the, the slight surreal nature of the day itself. Um, as I say, by the end of the day, we've got 49, uh, sorry, 59 
uh, resignations. Um, the only thing that diverted me at any point through the day was six o'clock when a new Troy Hawk video landed. And this is Troy uh, greeting outside Waitrose. And the thing that's good about that, I mean, the video is no different to any of the others. It's, it's nice, but it's, it's nothing. You, you always remember the first one. So the Weatherspoons one will always be the funny one for me. Even though I've seen a few of the others now, the Weatherspoons one's the funny one for me. He's doing Waitrose. He's doing the thing. It's good. Shoulders back. Fantastic. Uh, and it really is a great jacket. Um, but he gets moved on in the end, and he's been moved on in a few of these videos. He gets moved on at the end, and he claims that that Jan Molby from Waitrose HQ has, has okayed it. Now, for those of us who know, Jan Molby's a footballer who used to play for Liverpool and a bit of a Liverpool legend. And there's just a wonderful, that's a wonderful, wonderful moment. And of course, this all then kicks off as Twitter does kick these things off in support of Jan. So if you get a chance to have a look at that, including, and I mentioned B&M, this is the reason I mentioned B&M, because B&M pile in on this uh, and, and pile in and do it absolutely beautifully by having a, a wonderful dig, by demanding that Waitrose apologise to Jan, but also having a wonderful little dig at being cute. So I'll put a link for the tweet up, but it's really, 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 really great. So that's that's distracting me. That's fine. The rest of the day, just the rest of the day, as I say, we you're watching politics as live television, and that doesn't normally happen. Um, and in, through until the we get the discussion shows in the evening, Pestons in the evening. Suella Braverman at, at, at um, on Peston not only says it's time for Boris to go, which is interesting because she's always been an apologist for Boris Johnson. Um, but she also um, declares that she she's going to run. She's going to run for the leader. Um, at that point, I hear from my MP for the first time, and at four minutes past eleven, Jason McCartney tweets uh, that he agrees with his boss, Suella Braveman, because he's one of her PPSs, uh, and that's his first comment on the matter. This is the man who has absolutely been there supported the pm all the way through does not have does not have enough about him to put a tweet out and say i've changed your mind he's done he just says i agree with my boss thursday i said months ago on tfm that he was done that it was finished that um it was just a question of when um, as with all these things, I didn't expect it to quite go at the speed that it did when it finally happened. Uh, and I don't know if I'd put two and two together and worked out that the Pincher affair would ultimately do it. Um, but when it did begin to unravel, it unraveled in a spectacular fashion. Um, I can't really honestly believe that anybody that's acted this week and brought this about, with the exception of um, Lord MacDonald, I can't believe that any of the actors this week did what they did because they genuinely thought it was the right thing to do. I think it was a political calculation. I think it was a calculation about the future. I don't see anybody coming out of this very well because it's just gone on far too long. Um, but it's done. And by whatever time this morning, 9.30 this morning, uh, the word was out. He was going. I mean, he was going from whenever, but officially he was going um he's going to try and stay in the building as long as he can he's got to try and repair um a legacy um there's conspiracy theories going around about how he'll try and work out some way of staying over an extended period asking for forgiveness or whatever it might be but i think we're way past that point 
now. I think the party's done with him. Um, but there's no doubt he'll do what he can to repair his legacy. Um, what we do need to do is 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 tip a nod to Hugh Grant uh, because Hugh Grant um, decided to goad on our, our good friend, our new best friend, Steve Bray, um, and suggested that he play the Benny Hill theme tune at various moments through the morning. And what that meant was when MP Chris Philp um, was doing an interview this morning and the Benny Hill theme tune was playing underneath, it was, again, just another moment of absolute comic genius. So um, thank you, Hugh, for urging Steve Bray on. Thank you, Steve Bray, for your timing being incredible. Um, And we then just get the spectacle of that ridiculous speech ridiculous resignation speech at 12.30, which essentially says, I'm brilliant, I'm great, look at what I've done, I can't believe what they've done to me. In in a remarkably Trumpian move, if I'm being honest, it was a complete play out of the Trump playbook, uh, appealing over the heads of government, over the heads of uh, the Constitution, and just saying, well, a load of people voted for me, so whose right is it to, to, you know, to take me down? Um, but as Boris said, them's the breaks. And at the end of the day, <laughs> it's exactly what he did to Theresa May. Exactly uh, what he did uh, to Theresa May. Jonathan Pye releases an astonishing takedown, um, a, a, a rant, an epic rant, uh, which I'll I'll put on the I'll put on the notes as a link, and that that obviously makes me smile and. But then at the same time, is so true that you, you're smiling, but you almost feel guilty for smiling because it's such a deeply serious and dangerous thing that's being parodied. Um, and we get to the end of the day, and after all of that, after every single one of these things, after wallpaper, after Barnard Castle, after PPE, after the care home scandal after Patterson, after Pincher, after Partygate, after... I mean, the list is ridiculous. If you go back... I mean, grief, proroguing Parliament, lying to the Queen. After all of this, after all of this, it's done. Friday. Had no idea how I was going to do this week. Um... I wanted to maybe just find a few things that had been the kind of the commentary of the soundtrack to the week, because the week's been strange, there's no doubt. Um, these these political weeks happen rarely, and this is a once-in-a-generation week. Um, the, you know, even, even through Blair and Brown, and that, very few things have happened to quite the speed where the situation has been quite as freebrile. Whether you've, when you've seen that wonderful, I mean, we're so used to slick television now, and yet actually the TV's been beautifully old school this week, with you know, with presenters constantly checking phones um, whilst on air, with with all those intercuts live from Downing Street, with people not really knowing what was going to happen next, with all those aerial shots, because in reality, everybody's tr- making it up on the fly. 
You know, it wasn't the normal slick thing with graphics in and out and this, that and the other because nobody actually really knew what was going to happen next. Who was going to talk next? Who was going to be there? There's been some astonishing interviews. There's been, you know, in the same way you get on election night, just all these differing opinions. There's a great moment when Andrew Bridgen walked off because he wouldn't stand near James Cleverly. I mean, you've got absolute, you know, uproar. I mean, I mean, you've got a, a, a governing a governing party literally tearing itself to pieces in front of the cameras. Ex-Prime Ministers wading in and saying that you can't leave a guy in Downing Street because he's a liability. The, the, the kind of things we saw in America in January that we never thought we'd see here, and we're seeing them play out here six, six months later. I mean, the only thing that was never going to happen was people walking on, um, on Parliament because that was well, two reasons. One, since they've passed the policing bill, you can't do it. Um, though I don't imagine that would stop people if they felt enough about it. But there isn't the quite there isn't the same presidential link, which is why what Johnson's saying is absolute nonsense because Johnson wasn't handed the mandate; the mandate was given to the party. But it makes you realise how close it could be, because there's that cult of personality that's gone on. So I don't, I kind of don't know how to finish because in one breath I've been. I've been absolutely embroiled in it this week, and I've lived lived it and found myself sitting for hours. I mean, the last time I did this was was around the election with you know kind of binge watching CNN, but at the same time I felt a little bit detached from it because I'm, and I probably use this as the um, I probably use this as the, the 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 episode title for this week. But to, to quote the amazing. Alison Moye song. I'm literally all cried out at this point. I am wrung out at this point with regard to this situation. Um, so it's it's been it's been you know it's just been pure adrenaline, I guess, uh, to a certain extent. That we say we sounds sounds really ridiculous thing to say, but it kind of has been like that. Um, and I've you know I mean this is this has been the recurring theme of this podcast has been this topic. Yes, it's been a lot of individual subjects, but it's been ultimately set by to a certain extent by that man there. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, it calms. Um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a period of sensible or an attempt by the Tories for sensible. I might be wrong. I I see this going in the way of somebody like Ben Wallace or um, or Penny Morden. I see somebody with maybe a military background, somebody who's been in around that part of government. I think I think the Tory party wants discipline. I think the current country wants discipline. And I, th- and I see that being the way that we'll go, some sensible, grown-up, slightly dull, very disciplined government. And then the question is, is it long enough to repair the damage? Because... Let's say they don't get a leader until September, and I can't help thinking it might be a bit quicker than that, but let's say they don't get a leader till September. They've got 18 months. They've got 18 months to try and put this right. 11, 11 points back in the polls. Cost of living crisis is not going to abate. Ukraine is not going away anytime soon. There's no easy answers to any of this. And by the way, if you think the Prime Minister's job's going to be hard moving forward, the key appointment is probably not the Prime Minister for the next 18 months. It's probably the Chancellor. Certainly between the two of them, but particularly the Chancellor, that that holds the Tory party's hopes in their hands moving forward. 
So a populist prime minister or a populist chancellor, and I don't see this getting any better. So it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. Um, I'm going to leave you that. This is probably the longest ever episode of TFM I've I've done, but then it has been a rather strange week. Um, John Darm's got in touch. Another a couple of people mentioned actually on the Discord channel that that you know would it be a would it be a double album? Is this my exile on Main Street? Um, you know, is is this my is this my marbles? Um, Marvel's probably quite an interesting analogy, actually. Um, I don't know. I didn't intend it to be. I actually said at one point that I, w- I might not even mention it at all this week. But then how can you not mention it? Because it's just been the week. Um, but it won't... Yeah, you won't get another one of this length. This is it. This is it. I can't see anything coming that's going to make me do something like this again. But who knows? Who knows? If you've made it this far... In terms of TFM, but in t- particularly in terms of this episode, uh, well done. Uh, and you know what? Let's just go back to where we started. How good, how good is that Yorkshire tea clip? If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.